Hello, I'm Elliot. And I'm Mark. And we are live at Cywell Aerodrome. We're here for the Light Aircraft Association Rally 2011. Uh, and we're, we're making a special podcast. Yeah, we thought we'd make a special version of Flaps. A bit different to normal, no celebrity pilots, no competitions. No budget. And no budget at all. Just us, some planes, some pilots having a good time. Enjoy this, it's a one-off. Till next year. Flaps for pilots. Well, welcome along to Cywell for the uh, rally for 2011. It's a beautiful day. We've picked a fantastic day to come. And uh, Roger is here, the uh, the chairman of the uh, LAA. And uh, it's fantastic. You can't ask for better than this, can you? Yeah, we've uh, sort of got it right this time, haven't we? Did you book the weather? Yeah, what we did, we got all our members to face east (laughs) and pray simultaneously. And they had to hold umbrellas at the same time. And, you know, it ends up like this. Do it every year. Well, it works very well. Don't stop what you're doing. We really do recommend this method. (laughs) to most people (laughs) if uh, we well we've never been uh flaps podcast has never been before what what what's in store for us what can we look forward to well we've got at the moment i think 900 airplanes booked in um so hopefully we're going to have 900 airplanes over the period of the next two days which is uh, quite a good number we've had more than that in previous rallies rallies have been part of what was the popular flying association and the laa Oh, almost since its initiation. It's the, the gathering of the clans, if you like. Um, so we get uh, all our struts coming, we get people to show off, yeah, show off their aeroplanes quite rightly because there's some fantastic aircraft here. There's many we haven't seen before because, we, after all, we get about 120 new aircraft added to the fleet every year. And several of those are one-off, very unique types. Yeah, well, God, I was they're, trying, they're trying hard with that uh, <laughs> Fokker triplane over there. I mean, that just that noise. It sounds it's, amazing, it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it highlights the massive difference in, in what we do, doesn't it? I mean, you've got some really fast hot ships here. You've got um, a replica Fokker triplane, a uh, replica Mustang over there. Jodell just uh, going out. Um, yeah. Are we likely to see anything really unusual? Because uh, we spoke to you once before on the podcast and you said that there are guys who come in who, who literally design it on a scrap of paper and, and build it. So well, will, think, will we see any of those? Yes, you will find various, you know, you, you've got to go around and see them really, but there are some really very unusual aeroplanes here you won't see often, actually. And a beer festival. Well, it's just fortuitous that the beer festival's here, and they've got 22 beers, I understand. So I'm hoping that you're going to help me work our way through all Well, we'll have a go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got to do these we'll, things. We'll, we'll England, do all the we? aircraft first, and yeah, then we'll do the right. beers afterwards. Yeah, that's right. And Absol- we're not flying home, by the way. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or driving, we're just well, going to stay it's here. Well, it's a two-day event. Uh, this is Friday. Um, I have to say, this is quite good for a Friday, a very good turnout, and it really bodes quite well for tomorrow, which the weather's OK as well, so... You know, people should come and enjoy this. I well, mean, it's it's the life of the LAA. I spoke great. about before. Well, listen, it's it's great to uh, to be here, and we're off now for a look around the uh, the rally at Cywell. Well, on our travels around the uh, Cywell rally, we bumped into a friend of Flaps podcast. Manuel Queiroz, I haven't forgotten how to say it. Splendid, I'm hey. impressed, I'm hugely yeah, impressed. Man. I'm practically Portuguese now. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, and it's nice to meet you, actually stood Thank by you. your aircraft. Yes, it's, I do love the aircraft as well. Yeah. Here's the old girl. Indeed, the very one. Yeah. She's, uh, it's, it's, uh, remind me again, it's an RV6, isn't it? RV6, indeed, yes. Uh, Golf, Golf. Delta, Romeo, Victor. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And uh, oh, you've had you've had your extended tanks taken out, I notice. Uh, most of them. I still have got the wing tips. The wing tip tanks are still here. But you, if you if you've read the book, he's uh, written a brilliant book, Chasing the Morning Sun. There's some photos of the plane when it's configured to go around the world, and uh, you literally were sat next to all the fuel, weren't you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, a whole inch away anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, good job he doesn't smoke though. He's okay. He's a, he's a non-smoker. So, um, what do you make of the uh, of the rally? It's a good it's one, isn't it? The weather's marvelous. fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's great. It's uh, the enthusiasm of people. People enjoying themselves. The variety of aeroplanes. The beautiful weather. The beautiful place. It's marvelous. Yeah. It's not a bad way to spend the day, is it? Have you have lots of people been talking to you about your your trip? Do you do you amaze people when you tell them the story? People have been amazed before, so, but uh, they are still kind enough to show that they are amazed, so it's good. And has anyone, <laughs> uh, anyone over the weekend come over and asked you for any tips on how to fly around the world? Not yet, funnily enough. Often case, but not yet. Uh, not yet, mainly because I've been talking to friends, so I've probably been kept out of the way. Actually, we saw him earlier on having lunch. <laughs> he's he's not he's not been on duty all weekend, have you? But it's uh, it's far too nice to be to be on duty all weekend. You well, know, being of continental sort of, well, of course. origin, yes. you, you have to look after the meals and meal time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Manuel, just show us around the plane very quickly. Where, where are the? I mean, obviously, it's a, it's an it's an RV6, but where are the modifications that you made to to get oh. around the world? Yeah, absolutely. The, the the most obvious ones are the the tip tanks. They they came from Australia. Uh -huh. They take 34 liters each. They look just like a normal tip, but they they There's actually a have little filler, cap filler caps in, in, in the it, end yeah. of the wing. Yeah, and they they flow the, the fuel into the main tanks so that uh, you don't have so much management to to take care of. And then there were the internal ones. The only thing that's left of that now, it's uh, the actual filler cap on top. On the engine cowling? Uh, yeah? The, just, oh, behind. Just, just behind, just behind. There he is, yeah. Uh, and uh, that wa filled the, the forward tank that took 80 litres. That was the one uh, next to you inside? Indeed, and ahead of me, yeah. Uh, the one, the big one inside, uh, next to me, uh, took 160 litres, and that was filling from inside the cockpit. Um, it did have a cap, so I don't have to, to, to put anything down the, the fuel caps. Yeah. So, uh, so what did you? Well, presumably, there was a switch for all this, and you spent half your time the, fiddling yeah. around with the fuel switch. Uh, that, that was very much an important part of it. Yeah, that there's the in the centre there. There's the fuel selector with five positions, <laughs> so I, I could select all the things. And as I say, it was a very important part of it. So by moving uh, around the the fuel distribution. I could change the center of gravity of the aeroplane for optimum performance. You all PPLs, yes. So you you know what these bits in pieces hanging off aeroplanes do? Yes. Are you testing us now? Like, like the bit on the front is the propeller. Well, we know that. Yeah, we know and, that. And bit. then and under the wing we have got a piece of tube sort of sticking forward. Yes. That. And which you know as the, the pitot tube. Yes, the pitot tube. Is it going to get more difficult than this? Or? Oh, it's more, more interesting. Okay. And unusual. <laughs> and now we have got another pipe down there, which looks remarkably like a pitot tube. It's like a backward-facing pitot. Pointing backwards. Root of the so wing. what is that? I don't know. Is that uh, is that the static vent? Well, it's the pito. If you spell it slightly different, without the i, but with two e's, you are getting warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because over the Pacific, you can't really stop, can you? So you no, have a pee in a funnel and it yes. goes out of there. So when I fly <laughs> over your house and you think <laughs> and you think it's raining, don't lick your lips. <laughs> Okay, that's we're, we're going to stay friends with you, Mama. We don't want to fall out with you. Did you do anything in terms of the aerodynamics or the streamlining to get some more range out of the plane? Yes, I did. Yeah, um, there, there's a few things here that that, that actually is still obvious uh, to this point. One were the wheel fairings that it has that, that are, are bigger than the original ones. 
they are also very low down, so you can hardly see the wheel at all. So it really can't cope with anything rough because uh, the wheel just barely sticks out of yeah. the fairing for ideal um, flow of the air around it. The flaps go higher than normal, so they actually go negative to, to increase the performance, which made quite a big difference. And the one thing you can't see anymore, I had all the gaps at the back um, between the rudder and the fin and the horizontal stabilizer and the elevator. I had uh, my last strips that uh, essentially covered it all up and made a huge, huge difference for, for top speed. And you've had a paint job as well because there was everyone's name on the wings, wasn't there, when you did the flight? Uh, indeed, yeah. All the people that were kind enough to, to, to support me, plus the, the actual stickers of... Um, Various companies that did that. Uh, now I have uh, I have syndicated the aeroplane, so it wouldn't be appropriate to do that. Well, anymore. I'll tell you what. As you're a friend of the podcast, me and Mark will sign the wings for you again. How's that? Get the marker pen, Mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Manuel. It's fantastic to meet you again. Uh, the book is out, of course, and it's fantastic. Chasing the morning sun. Indeed, yes. Indeed, available yeah. online at all good bookshops. And all bookshops, indeed, yes. Yeah. And uh, if you want to hear the interview we did with him on the, the Full Flaps podcast and the extended version, uh, that's on the website now. It's uh, flapspodcast.com. Uh, and if you want to hear the full thing, click on Flaps Extended. That's great. Yeah, good to, to, to meet you again as well. Um, the strangest plane I've seen ever has just landed at Sywell, And uh, we've grabbed the pilot literally out of the plane. What's your name, sir? I'm uh, Bart. And welcome to Sywell. And Thank you. What is this? <laughs> is this, this, this is not from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's. I, let me describe it because obviously, you know, this it doesn't really work uh, just in in audio. But it is literally a small flying wing, isn't it? It's like a small delta wing. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> with it's a delta wing with a fin at the back. Yeah. And did you, you presumably you built this? I built it myself. Yes. And, and I, I'm guessing it's not a kit. You can't get these in kit form. So this is no. completely from scratch yeah. from your. Slightly crazy mind, I'd imagine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What, what, why? Why did you build this? Well, this is called the blended wing body, and uh, Boeing is also uh, on it for uh, uh, designing a blended wing body. So, what, what's it like to fly? It, it's 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 very very easy to fly. Yes. Yeah. Stable and and fast. It's. Uh, it does. It, what speed does it land at? Uh, it, it settles down at, at about 60 miles. No, it's uh, it's very good. And how long did it take to build? Uh, well, about about five years. It really, took me about five years. And uh, what's the uh, is it, what 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 was the hardest thing about building this and designing it? To uh, to get it all certified. Yeah, that's because of course it's got to be certified. What uh, what what did they say when they saw it? Well, uh, at first they didn't believe that it would fly. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I made an appointment with them that I uh, should uh, um, try the aircraft on the long runway, making making hops and the hops make it, making uh, every time a bit higher. And so a little further. bit like the Wright brothers back at the very beginning yeah, of yeah. flight. Yeah. So in fact, uh, the, the rollout of this aircraft was exactly 100 years after the first motorized flight. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it's uh, where where do you fly from? From Belgium. From Belgium. So you, have you flown in here from Belgium yeah. today? Yeah. How long is it taking you to get here? Well, we had to, to pass uh, Calais to do customs. Uh -huh. But uh, to, to Calais was uh, one hour, 15 minutes. 
and to here was also one hour, 15 minutes, I guess. I wonder how many UFO reports there have been for, for your aircraft. Well, there's a UFO reporting point uh, in, 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 in my country, country yeah. in Belgium. And uh, if they got a UFO reported, first thing they do is uh, call me. <laughs> and and in, in half of the time, it, it is it, it was, it was me. Yeah. So you're a troublemaker then, really? <laughs> Not on purpose. Well, we better let you go and uh, refresh and yeah. do everything you have to do after a long flight. Okay, thank you. Uh, but it's great to speak to you and welcome to Sawan and thanks for bringing this incredible plane. It's an amazing thing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm stood here with a chap called Bill Allen, who's got the most beautiful aircraft I, I think I can imagine actually seeing here at all today. Bill, what is this? Uh, this aircraft is a Cozy Mark IV. It's a canard pusher. That means the engine's at the back pushing it and it has a canard wing at the front, which is like the elevator. And this is the, the sort of ultimate evolution of the uh, very easy and long easy. It's a four-seater. Uh, they started off with two and gradually stretched them, widened them, lengthened them, bigger engines, and this is the, the result. It's truly unusual to look at. What's it like to fly? It, it's actually great. It's got no vices at all. The canard, uh, limits the angle of attack. So in other words, you pull back on the stick, the nose comes up, but only to a cer certain degree. So you can't stall it or can't spin it. Can't stall it, brilliant. Okay, so uh, completely secure, really, when you're up there. You're not doing anything wrong, are you? Well, you know, you can still fly it into the ground if you want to. But, well, you wouldn't uh, do that, though, would you? Let's, <laughs> let's face it. I mean, for a start, you've got great visibility. Oh, yeah, excellent. I mean, that bubble canopy, you can see uh, there's no obstruction in front, no propeller, no cowling, it's just visibility. Now, on the uh, canards at the front here, there are what we initially thought, we were looking at this a moment ago, were, were flaps, but they're not, are they? They're the elevators at the front here, because everything is almost back to front with the aircraft. Yeah, the, the, uh, the canard wing's at the front, and the, uh, the rear of the canard wing, at the trailing edge, there's a slotted flap, that's the elevator, so you pull back on the stick, it comes down, gives you more lift, raises the nose, and you climb. Uh, and that's, that's how most things work, except on a conventional aircraft the tail is at the back and it pushes the tail down which raises the nose which makes you climb on a canard the canard at the front gives you lift it's not pushing down it's pushing up now how long will one of these uh, keep you uh, keep you in the air for then bill uh, this has got a range of about 1200 miles so um, the one i built not this one another one i flew it over the north atlantic scotland iceland greenland canada um, and down to Florida, where it, it now is. If you put a tank in the rear seat, and I've got a tank for the back of that, it could do over 2,000 miles. So Manuel Quiroz, who I think you've spoken to earlier, keeps on to me, why don't I do it then? <laughs> you could go around the world the other way, couldn't you? Yeah, I could do, do it the, uh, the other way around. In fact, there's a guy called Hans-George Schmidt has gone round both ways. He went from Zurich east and then back to Zurich and then west. I hope he took a break in the middle, else he'd be bloody knackered, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he, he stopped when he had to, but he's, he's got about 40 world records from that trip. Now, it's always a rude question to ask, but what's the value of something like this? Are they quite rare? Yeah, this is the only one in England, and there aren't many of these in Europe full stop. I think in the States there's probably about 20, and they go for about $80,000 in the States, if you can find one. But as you can see, looking at this lineup. They vary in sort of finish and detail. So uh, how do you assemble one of these, Bill? Uh, you get a set of plans. You get blocks of foam, gallons of resin, 
and boxes of nuts and bolts and then you follow the plans and you carve away all the foam that doesn't look like an aeroplane. Now the plans are very detailed and they're reasonably easy to follow and these days you've got a huge resource in the internet with news groups and you can go on builders websites and they've they've catalogued every single chapter of the plans usually with video too so you can see how to do it and when I built mine there was only one other guy in Yorkshire who was building one and has he finished it now as well oh yeah Ivan Shaw in fact he went on to design the Europa the another range of aeroplanes that are here today so what's the performance like Bill what's it cruise at cruise at about 160 knots economy cruise 140 knots um, fuel burn is about uh, 30 litres an hour, so you're getting about 30 miles to the gallon, which is good. I mean, I fly that often from Gloucester down to France and basically put the autopilot on and put the iPad on and uh, sit back and enjoy it. Is there anything, anything you would trade it for? Aeroplanes are peculiar, a bit like cars. I mean, if you have a Ferrari, it's great, but you wouldn't want to go shopping in it and you can't really move house in it. So. You know, this is great for, for comfort, for long distance, but if I wanted to fly into a farm strip, for example, I'd look at an RV, because this doesn't cope with grass very well, because, as you said, it's got a spindly nose. And, of course, the prop's at the back, so if you bounce at all, you can damage the prop. But all round, all round performance, you know, long distance, comfort, economy, uh, it's the best aeroplane ever made, as far as I'm concerned, although going after the RV boys, they might dispute that. Everyone's got a different opinion. Bill, it's, it's great to have met you and it's a, it's a lovely machine. Thanks very much. Okay, nice talking to you, Mark. Uh, we're stood by uh, Malcolm's plane here. Afternoon, Malcolm. Afternoon. You having a good weekend so far? It's pretty nice. The weather's breaking. It's not bad, is it? It's crashed yet. It's always good. <laughs> okay, don't, we don't like to talk about crashing. That's a bad thing. So you're here uh, with your, your RV. It is, RV9A. And um, you fly this from a grass strip. It is, yeah, a little farm strip just north of Litchfield. And uh, what, what are they like? I mean, these, these are great on grass strips. Nines are very forgiving. You can get up in less than 300 metres and get down in 300 if you're good. And if you're not good, then you hit the hedge. But if you don't, <laughs> it, no, it's about 300 metres either way. And um, where, where do you go? What, what sort of stuff do you use this for? It's purely pleasure. I can do Carnarvon from Litchfield in less than an hour. So it's a beautiful trip over Snowdon, Isle of Wight, hour and a quarter, hour and 20. And on the 2K, according to the planning, it's about an hour and 45. So it's, it's a, it's a travelling machine. The thing is, we've been we've been speaking to uh, Manuel, who's been around the world, you see, so everything's a bit of an anticlimax after that. To be honest, it's normally <laughs> ladies who say that to me, but um, <laughs> yeah, fair play to the guy, and he, you know, he did very well in an RV6, it's, they're stunning machines. He's got you know, a great modification that he had that we've been particularly impressed with, is a little tube, instead of the P-toe, he's got the P-tube, which goes the other way to the P-toe. I got think that? that's you too much that information, here, you? I, I would imagine you'd need it, but uh, <laughs> perhaps you should take it to Dragon's Den. That's a great idea, there we are, well we've given you the idea now Malcolm. <laughs> I, I would rather not. <laughs> I'm in, I'll no actually no, no, I'm, no, I'm no, out, no. I'm definitely out. The problem is what do you do with the stick, because the stick's in the middle, so that just... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do move on. Yeah, sorry, brother. So is there anything you particularly wanted to see this weekend? Um, I've seen it mostly. I wanted to get a couple more instruments and they're on my shortlist now. so I can. What are you, what are you after? Uh, it's really sudden to EGT gauge so I can lean it properly and save fuel and stop giving Gordon so much. Oh, it isn't Gordon, it's just another robbing sod. Stop giving him so much money each time I fill up. 
bike ride too. But no, presumably no landing fees though, where you fly from. It's a fixed fee all year round. Oh, that's um, not bad. So How much? I couldn't tell you that, but it's 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 a cheap strip. Yeah. It, um, but you know we self-maintain, so we have to sit on the tractor once a week. And I was going to say, what do you have to do? Cut the grass? Yeah, you do. You, you That's tow, it. it. Yeah, but put your iPod on, get your headset on. It's a hard life, isn't it? Happy days. Driving a tractor? Did you not fancy it as a child? <laughs> yeah. So you're living the dream. Driving a tractor and a plane. It could be worse. Doesn't get any better than that, no, does it, Malcolm? It's, it's all right. So it's you know we all pull together and we do things uh, to keep the farm going, and it is economical flying. And you can come and go as you wish when you want. And there's no, sorry, it's five o'clock, we're closed. Well, this is great to, uh, to meet you and uh, have a great weekend. And uh, thanks for talking to us. No problem, take it easy. Well, that's the end of our special Flaps podcast at the uh, Light Aircraft Association rally here at Sywell. I'm here with Peter Harvey, who's the outgoing chief executive, which means he's on his way out, not his completely... Uh, <laughs> Focus, precisely. <laughs> Peter, how's this weekend gone for you? We've had uh, we've had some fantastic weather. We've had uh, a beer festival. We've had uh, almost a thousand aircraft in here. Uh, several thousand people. Lots of people having a great time. I mean, what more could you want? How long have you been chief executive for? Uh, three and a half years now, uh, and uh, it's my last month in the in the job. And I've been handing over to uh, Richard uh, Dunavine Gordon, who's uh, taking over. And so we're doing. Uh, a one-month one month handover, and of course this is his uh, first introduction to the rally uh, as chief exec. I'm sure it's light at the end of the tunnel for you. How's, um, how's this one gone in the three or four that you've seen during your time in charge? The, the rally, uh, the LAA rally, is a very traditional uh, uh, event going back many, many years. And uh, we stopped doing it as an organisation about uh, six years ago, seven years ago. The costs had gone sky high, the event had become huge. So we uh, trialled it uh, two years ago. Uh, here at Sywell with a really cut down uh, event in partnership with Sywell. So that was, uh, 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 I suppose, a prototype. And then last year we came back with the, you know, the full rally. We, we came back and we said, this is the LAA rally. We're back uh, and kept it simple for everyone. So they, uh, they, the cost would be uh, small, the risk would be small. And again, in partnership with uh, Sywell. And uh, the formula seems to have been very, very well accepted by everyone. Uh, keeping it as a back to basics, um, expectations are low, risks are low, the association members are not going to lose uh, money on it, and uh, focus on fun. This is my and, and Elliot's first time down here at the rally, and i tell you what's really struck us is the sheer variety and enthusiasm of, of everything from the aircraft and the people, it's, it's been brilliant actually. Yeah, we're, we're, we're called a, a, a quite a sad lot. Certainly my wife calls us a sad lot and a bunch of nutters. Um, but you, you can see here, the uh, I suppose, the best of British aviation. We, we've got, in our fleet alone uh, that we oversee, uh, 4,000 aircraft in terms of those which are built and those are being built. And of course, that's bigger than the uh, commercial uh, airline fleet. There's a lot of people involved in what we do. And that passion of, of building an aircraft maybe over several years um, or even a lifetime, a career. Some people take a long time, decades, to build, a, to build a, an aircraft. Um, there's a huge amount of passion involved in it and love. And we're not doing it for the money. You know, we, are, we are nutters. <laughs> it's all boiled down to it. Um, and that passion drives a, a huge amount of um, enterprise and innovation. And so you look at some of these aircraft, some of them are kits which have been developed all around the world. Some of them are homegrown. Some of them here, if, you, if you're lucky enough and keep your eyes open, you can see absolute unique aircraft. One off, somebody's decided, I want to design and build my own aircraft. And they've gone and done that. And we've helped them produce that aircraft. It's a one off. Now, looking ahead to the future for 2012 next year, do you reckon uh, back again, bigger and better? 
Yeah, well, of course, we'll be following the Olympics. So, uh, you know, after we're hoping for a post-Olympics uh, buzz from this. You know, they, we've had two months of Olympics and then there'll be the LAA rally. And, uh, yeah, we hope bigger and better or uh, at least uh, better. Uh, but yeah, the weather's been very kind to us. It's September and we've got, what, 23, 24 degrees. Um, yeah, if we have another one like this, we'll be very happy indeed. Peter, we've had a great weekend. Thanks for your hospitality. It's been lovely to meet you and the guys here at uh, Cywell. Thanks very much. Yeah, you're very welcome. Come back again next year. Flaps Podcast is the online aviation show. To find more like this, go to flapspodcast.com. Thanks for listening.